Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, powered by StatRoute.com. And now, here's your host, Ryan Skullroot. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullroot. I am your host. And uh, we've got another great show for you. A couple of announcements to start it off. We'll get into the headlines and then we will cover the first half of the games for this week. Uh, Only two teams on by. I believe it's just San Francisco and the New York Jets. Um, And so there's 15 games this week. We will be covering eight of them tonight, six of them tomorrow. And then obviously Sunday night we will cover the Monday night football game. Uh, real quick, we'll get into the announcements. Starting off, if you guys could please uh, hit the subscribe button, whether you are listening or watching on YouTube or listening on um, any podcast platform, we're on practically all of them, from Spotify to uh, Apple, Google, uh, Castbox, Breaker, Stitcher—you name it—we're probably on it. So. Make sure to hit that subscribe button. Please leave us a rating or review so you can kind of let your feedback be known on our show, on whether or not you like our show or you absolutely despise our show. Uh, We, you know, we love here. We love hearing uh, the the constructive criticism so that we can uh, try to be better. Uh, Next, uh, next little announcement that we've got is the official uh, accuracy rankings came out for Fantasy Pros for week three. And needless to say, I had a phenomenal week with my rankings. Uh, finished off, um, and this is all, well, at least my stuff is verifiable on on uh, FantasyPros.com. As of right now, uh, for week three, I finished 16th overall in terms of my rankings accuracy. I was number eight in quarterbacks. Um, so I was the number eight accurate, uh, eighth most accurate quarterback ranker this week. Uh, number 31 on running backs, 55 on wide receivers, and number 50 on tight ends. And this is out of about of 130 or so uh, rankers. Uh, so far on the season, I am still um, number 15 on tight ends for the season overall. The rest of my rankings, I'm working on bringing them up. It was a rough first two weeks with all the breakout players and figuring out who was real and who wasn't. So um want to give a shout-out to a few of my writers who had uh, good weeks as well. Uh, Mr. Daniel Glasser finished uh, tied for – well, he would have finished tied for fifth uh, on quarterbacks. Um, he tied with me right around that number 31 area for running backs. My brother Justin finished number 24 on running backs, 55 on wide receivers, tied with me. Uh, Jorge Eckhart finished uh, tied for 24th in running backs on his uh, accuracy rankings. C.J. Krause tied for 35th on running backs in accuracy rankings. And overall, um, in terms of figure uh, finishing better than the average um, accuracy gap for uh, rankings this week on Fantasy Pros, we had, uh, looks like, six of us, uh, Will, Patrick, Jorge, Daniel, me and Justin all finished um, better than the average ranking or the average accuracy uh, overall on Fantasy Pros this week. So we uh, overall we had a pretty good week with our rankings. Uh, we are continuing to work on them, study, uh, you know, figure out who's who's the real deal and who isn't. 
what defenses are the real deal and who isn't so that we can know uh, where to make our adjustments when necessary. So uh, we, like, again, we're working as hard as we can to provide you proper rankings to be able to make the correct decisions for the matchups for your league. So uh, that is it for the uh, announcements. Why don't we go ahead and get into today's headlines? Today's headlines. All right. Starting off the headlines, story number one is Cam Newton um, is believed to have a Liz Frank injury in his foot. They're hoping to rehab without surgery. Now, for now, if you've maybe heard the term the Liz Frank injury or the Liz Frank fracture um, and maybe don't know exactly what it is, uh, what it is is basically um, the tendon or there's a little tendon in your foot basically uh, for your big your big toe um, back where it connects to the, ma the main parts in your ankle. Um, there's a little tendon there that can tear um, and cause basically a dislocation. Uh, in essence, so that your your big toe will kind of widen out and move away from it. It's very uncomfortable, um, extremely painful. Um, that is apparently what is going on in Cam Newton's foot. And so they're hoping that he can um, rehab this, not need surgery, because if he needs surgery on this, he's probably done for the season. So as of right now, this is, this is the Kyle Allen show in Carolina. Um, had a pretty good game this last week. So definitely something to watch for in terms of your uh, fantasy production, fantasy teams. If you're needing a second quarterback, or you're you know you're playing the streaming game, watching matchups. So Kyle Allen seems to be for you know as as far as we can tell so far uh, pretty competent, and so definitely got to watch for. Uh, hopefully Cam Newton can get this uh, can get healthy and be back uh, later on the season. Moving on, story number two, uh, Saquon Barkley underwent testing and was examined on Monday by a team consultant, Dr. Martin O'Malley. He is an ankle specialist at a hospital for special surgery. Uh, Barkley is scheduled to see a specialist, uh, Mr. Or Dr. Robert Anderson, on Wednesday for an additional opinion. I'm hoping that the additional opinion is simply just to make sure that this injury, that everything is this is exactly that they want to the plan that that they've got is is correct i'm hoping that seeking this second opinion isn't because things are worse than we all want it to be and worse than we all hope it is um and that you know he may require surgery uh we're hoping that's not the case so just for those of you who have saquon hope and pray hope and pray hope and pray at this point so uh, moving on to story number three, Vance McDonald was seen um, on Tuesday with his shoulder in a sling. Uh, this injury apparently is bad enough that Pittsburgh traded um, for Seattle's tight end Nick Vanette. I believe they traded a fifth round pick for, for Vanette. Vanette has started, I want to say, 16 games over the last four years. Uh, ben, he's been okay. I think that he could possibly provide a a decent amount of production. He's not going to put up Vance McDonald numbers. He has struggled with drops while he's been here in Seattle. So it's it's a guy that could produce. I'm not expecting him to put up what Vance McDonald had so far. 
Now, again, Vance McDonald had a rough game week three. That was obviously the week that he hurt his shoulder. Um, but Vanette could possibly put up, you know, put up some okay number, you know, three or four catches for 30, 40 yards. It all depends on how much, um, you know, how much practice time he gets in for this week and how quickly he can uh, build a rapport with Mason Rudolph. So a couple other stories uh, real quick that uh, just to cover um, Alshon Jeffrey is expected to play Thursday night. So if you have him on your team as of right now, he is a guy that you can put into your lineups. T.Y. Hilton is still unsure for his status uh, for week four. Um, and they are going up against, I have that, uh, the Colts are going up against the Raiders. So Hilton is, you know, as of right now, we still know how he is going to be with this quad injury. The Giants today worked out Benny Cunningham, uh, just trying to add some running back depth to that team after they had already released Paul Perkins. Um, they have Wayne Gallman as their main running back right now. Um, and C.J. Anderson worked out with the Houston Texans. It's kind of interesting. Uh, we'll kind of see what that's about and see if he ends up signing with them. So um, that is it for the headlines. We are going to take just a, a couple seconds, uh, play a little ad here to help pay the bills, and, uh, and then we will get right into the previews for uh, this weekend's games. All right, here we go. We're going to start off. Uh, we're going to go through eight games tonight. We'll start off with the Thursday night football game um, and uh, go through these, kind of give my thoughts on where I think um, players are going to end up, how I think that where I think that they should be ranked, at least as far as I can tell for right now. We still have the weekend to go for uh, possible injuries. Uh, injury updates, anything like that. You know, these things are kind of fluid basically until game time. So uh, this is kind of my initial reaction of where things are going, where things could end up for this weekend. Uh, but make sure to go to skulkingfootball.com, uh, check the fantasy rankings tab. That's where we will have our updated rankings for week four as we start getting those uh, input and ready. They should, we should have, you know, all 14 of our writers should have initial rankings up before the Thursday night football game. So, all right, let's go ahead and kick it off. Thursday night football, we have Philadelphia at Green Bay. In terms of Philadelphia, Carson Wentz, I see as a low-end quarterback one. His running ability does help him out a little bit. Uh, the Green Bay defense has been pretty solid so far, a lot more stout than, uh, than a lot of people thought they would be. But I still see... Um, Carson Wentz possibly putting up uh, low-end quarterback one numbers. Maybe, you know, if it's a little bit of a bad game, I still think that he could put up high-end quarterback two numbers. As far as the running backs go, uh, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are really, as of right now, boomer bust running back threes. Green Bay, for the most part, has been able to shut down the run game of most players except for Dalvin Cook. So as far as uh, the run game goes, I'm not all that, uh, I'm not all that hyped about uh, what uh, Philadelphia is going to be able to do Thursday night football. Alshon Jeffrey, I have as as far right now as he's playing is a as a mid to low wide receiver two can put up wide receiver one numbers, but safe side uh, mid wide receiver two. Aguilar again is a wide receiver three boomer bust. He was up at a wide receiver two range before we found out for sure that Alshon is expected to play Thursday night. And Zach Ertz is a tight end one. Uh, if you have him, you're slotting him in. As far as Green Bay goes, Aaron Rodgers. 
They have talked. We talked about this in last night's show that they want to get more targets to Jimmy Graham and to Devontae Adams. What that's going to do, if they actually do that, is that is going to increase the value not only for Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, but also for Aaron Rodgers, who right now I believe is the quarterback 15 or 16 in fantasy as of right now. I still have him if. If I think, you know, kind of looking at it, I think he could possibly be a low-end quarterback one. If you do have, you know, if you're one of those guys that, you know, insists on having two quarterbacks on your roster, I would be okay still sitting Aaron Rodgers this week if you have a different option as a better matchup. Um, I think that Philadelphia's defense, for the most part, has been giving up big plays. They give up a ton of yards to um, the Washington Redskins in week one. So I think Aaron Rodgers is kind of that back end, uh, back end quarterback one, and and can put up a quarterback one week this week. Uh, as far as the running backs go, Aaron Jones is a solid running back two. Jamal Williams I have as a running back three. Again, we're still seeing how they're going to split up those carries uh, for the running backs. Uh, Devonte Adams. He's a wide receiver one. I'm still putting him as a wide receiver one. I may have him as a low end wide receiver one this week optimistic that he can put up decent numbers against uh, the Philadelphia defense but that's uh, I still think that he is a wide receiver one I think this is going to be good for him now that the coaches have recognized that they need to give him the ball uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling I have as a boomer bust wide receiver three Jimmy Graham even if they get him more targets I still have him as a tight end two that can put up tight end one numbers if he gets in the end zone otherwise he is just a tight end two that's where he's at this point in his career Moving on to the next game, Tennessee Titans at the Atlanta Falcons. Mariota is a quarterback two, low-end quarterback two. I do not want him starting in any of my leagues. Even in Superflex, I do not want Marcus Mariota. I had the opportunity to trade for him in a 16-team Superflex league and didn't because I don't want Mariota. I, I would rather have a wide receiver in that position in a full-point PPR 16-team Superflex. Uh... Derrick Henry, as of right now, I have him as a mid to low running back two. Just have not been able to uh, really trust how much production he is going to put up. Uh, really, he's had a a big breakoff play that salvaged a couple of his of his weeks. Last week was not all that great, so I still have I still have him as a as a running back two. Uh, as I dig into the numbers a little bit more for Atlanta, I may move him up into a low-end running back one. Again, I still just don't know if I can trust Derrick Henry's production. As far as the wide receivers, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, I have both of them as wide receiver fours. As long as Mariota is the quarterback, neither one of them are going to be consistent fantasy options, and I do not trust them. I, if I have them on my team, I only want them on my bench right now. Uh, Darren or sorry, Delaney Walker is a tight end one. He is Mariota's uh, number one target. As far as Atlanta goes, uh, I have Ryan as a Matt Ryan as a low end quarterback one. Uh, Tennessee has been pretty pretty okay against quarterbacks, so I still think that Ryan can put up quarterback one numbers this week, uh, especially being at home. Devonta Freeman I have as a running back two or three. He's just he the the production has not been consistent. He's really been struggling to to really break off any explosive plays like we were used to in his first couple of years in the league. Um, I really, I think the injury bug, the injuries have really uh, taken a toll on his body. Julio Jones is still wide receiver one. Calvin Ridley is a boomer bust wide receiver three. We have seen how that's gone back and forth. 
wide high wide receiver two numbers and one catch for six yards on one target. He's going to go back and forth. That's just that's what you get with Calvin Ridley. Austin Hooper, I still have as a mid to low tight end one. Uh, moving on next, Cleveland at Baltimore. Baker Mayfield, who many drafted as the number three, four, or five quarterback in their fantasy drafts, he is a quarterback two. Period. He is a quarterback two, and against the Baltimore defense. I don't see it getting any better. He is a mid to low quarterback, too, for me this week. Uh, Nick Chubb, the Baltimore defense has been uh, okay against the running game. Nick Chubb, I still believe, is a mid running back, too, this week, especially if they continue to actually you know work in the run game and use Nick Chubb in dump-off passes, especially if they no longer have David Njoku. Chubb. In half point and full point PPR, can put up running back two numbers. OBJ, I have him on that wide receiver one slash two mark because he can break off explosive plays. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I have him as a wide receiver three or four. He is barely a flex play for me right now. I have a 14-team flex. He is not starting for me. Uh, Two wide receivers, two flex plays. He is still not starting for me in a 14-team league. Uh, As far as Baltimore goes, Lamar Jackson, he is a quarterback one. Uh, even against this defense, it's his running ability that helps improve those numbers. So it's not just his passing, it's the his ability to run and score uh, using his legs that still has him as a quarterback one, even against a pretty good Cleveland defense. Mark Ingram, I have as a low-end running back one. Uh, Marquise Brown, I have right now still wide receiver two slash three. I think it's still that boomer bust with Marquise Brown. It all depends on how the Cleveland defense is playing. Um, we did see that they had two defense or two DBs that were struggling or injured last week. Look what Carson or not Carson, what Cooper Cup did to them. I Marquise Brown could do the same thing, so he's definitely got to watch. Mark Andrews is a tight end one as long as he is healthy, uh, should put up solid numbers as well as one as Lamar Jackson's really his main target in the passing game. Moving on, New England visiting at Buffalo. I have Tom Brady as a mid to low quarterback one simply because the Buffalo defense has been playing very well against quarterbacks. As of right now, they are the number six team in terms of giving up points to the quarterback position in fantasy, averaging 14.4 points per game given up to the quarterback. Uh, Take that with a grain of salt as they've played uh, Eli Manning, Sam Darnold, and uh, and Andy Dalton. So um, that being said, I still think that Brady is Brady, so he is he still can put up wider or quarterback one numbers against a tough defense like that. Sonny Michelle, I have as a running back three. I have I'm gonna have him like the low twenties or thirty or even in the thirties at this point, simply because last week he had a pretty prime matchup for the most part and had seven carries for eight yards and a touchdown. So basically it was all touchdown dependent. Uh, White, now James White is back. I have him as a mid to low running back too. I still don't know what to do with Rex Burkhead. It's really going to all depend on what the reports are coming out about uh, about Sonny Michelle. I think that Burkhead could possibly be on that running back two slash three mark uh, for this week. Julian Edelman, as long as he is healthy, is going to be a wide receiver too. Uh, uh, He is, you know, Brady's number one target. Gordon is going to be kind of a boomer bust wide receiver two slash three. Philip Dorsett, again, boomer bust wide receiver three. He is the one I think that has benefited the most from Antonio Brown being cut. But I still think that Gordon is going to be a solid uh, contributor 
possibly even this week as well. Uh, as far as Buffalo goes, Allen, I have Josh Allen as a quarterback two, high-end quarterback two because of his running ability. That's what really helps him. Uh, we will see if Devin Singletary is healthy. If he is, I have him as a low-end running back two. His passing, his pass-catching ability does help him out. Uh, I have Frank Gore as a running back three. John Brown as a wide receiver two slash three. It all depends on how, again, where they're at in the game uh, and how much they need to pass. Cole Beasley as a basically a PPR only wide receiver three. He doesn't get a lot of yards, but he does get a fair amount of targets. And as of right now, Buffalo really doesn't have a tight end. Neither one of these teams has a tight end really worth um, doing much with as of right now in fantasy. So moving on, the Chiefs versus the Lions. I think this is going to be a huge game for the Chiefs, to be completely honest. Um, not that I think that the Lions are terrible, terrible. I mean, they did put up a decent, I mean, they did put up a win in Philadelphia this last Sunday. That being said, Philadelphia ain't the Chiefs. Uh, Mahomes, quarterback one, they're playing indoors in Detroit on a fast track, and they have four of the fastest wide receivers, and Tyreek Hill hasn't even played yet this year, or, you know, played what, week one and two? So uh, Mahomes is, is quarterback number one this week. McCoy and Williams, I have both as kind of running back two or three, depending on health. I uh, have not heard much right now, as of yet, about Damian Williams' calf injury. Uh, McCoy played pretty well on a bum ankle this last week when he could barely even walk into the stadium. So um, I, I refuse to uh, count him out as of yet. Watkins I have as a low-end wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. Miko Hardman and Demarcus Robinson, I have both as wide receiver, kind of that wide receiver two to three, right around that 20 to 20, or 18 to 23 mark is right about where I'm going to have both of them because both of them can, you know, have uh, explosive games. Uh, Travis Kelsey is, again, he's always going to be the tight end one. I know right now he's right around tight end nine or 10 in terms of production so far. I'm not worried about that. He's going to have better games. Uh, Matthew Stafford, because of them possibly having to play catch-up, I think that Stafford can put up quarterback one numbers. I think I have him on the back end of quarterback one, high-end quarterback two. on Johnson, uh, the Chiefs have given up a, a, an okay amount uh, on uh, on the ground. I uh, think uh, Mark Ingram last week had three touchdowns. So on I have as a solid running back two. Galladay I have as a wide receiver two. Jones is a wide receiver two slash three. I think that both of them could get a decent amount of work in the pass game, especially if uh, if the Chiefs go up big and they need to throw the ball around a lot. Hawkinson, he is still a tight end, too. I understand he had that massive game week one. I will say it again over and over and over. Until he produces on a regular basis, I am only going to have him as a mid-tight end, two, right around that 14 to 16 mark. That's where he's going to stay until he can prove that we can put up you know solid numbers over and over again. Uh, moving on, the Panthers at the Texans. Kyle Allen I have as a quarterback two, solid quarterback two. Texans have been okay against the pass, not great. They have given up a bunch of yards. Um, just look at this last week. Keenan Allen had, what, 180-some yards and two touchdowns? So I still think that Kyle Allen could put up very good numbers against this uh, Texans defense. Christian McCaffrey, he's a running back one, no questions asked. DJ Moore, I have as a wide receiver two. Uh, Curtis Samuel, uh, Allen seems to do a pretty good job of completing passes and getting the ball out to his guys. So I have Samuel as a 
a low end wide receiver two, possibly possibly wide receiver three. Uh, and Greg Olson is a low end tight end one. The old man still can do it. I'm, I've been amazed at what he has been able to do this year with uh, the injury struggles he's had the last couple. Moving on next uh, to the Texans, Deshaun Watson. I have him as a quarterback one, even with the Panthers defense. Um, I think that Watson can put up quarterback one numbers this week. Uh, I have Hyde and Duke Johnson as low-end running back twos. Hyde more in standard, Duke and touchdown dependent. Uh, Duke as a a PPR low-end running back two. He's kind of been faded in and out of the offense, so it's... You know, we're, I have to dig into that a little bit more. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins I have as a wide receiver one, obviously. Fuller as a boom or bust wide receiver three. That's just what he is. It's what he is every week. Um, for those of you who, who love Atkins uh, in terms of, and not the diet, uh, the tight end who had you know the explosive weekend this last week uh, with a, a couple touchdowns, the last tight end to have sustained success for... The Texans was C.J. Fedorowicz like three years ago. I'm not counting on the tight ends to continue to produce. I still have Atkins as a low end tight end too. Again, this is this like a, this like Hawkinson. Same thing. One week does not make a season. Well, it, for him it might. Um, but uh, I we're we're keeping him low. I don't trust the tight ends in tech in, uh, in Houston for the Texans. Uh, two more games. Raiders at the Colts. Derek Carr, solid quarterback too. He's put up okay numbers. He's been streamable. That's about all you can say about Derek Carr for the most part. I don't see him putting up quarterback one numbers, possibly against the Colts. Now that they're missing Malik Hooker with the the meniscus injury, um, however, that usually helps. Uh, you know, with him playing safety, that usually helps would help Carr if he threw deep a little more often. He doesn't really do that. Who does he target? He targets Darren Waller, the tight end, 14 times a game. So Derek Carr, again, I think that he could have an okay game this week. Mid to high-end quarterback, too. I think he's a solid super flex play. Josh Jacobs, again, I have in that running back, low-end running back two, high-end running back three range. They said that they want to get him more involved in the passing game. We'll see how that works. I think that fits into Carr's M.O. and dumping off passes. So Jacobs may move up a little bit in the half point to full point PPR range. Uh, Tyra Williams I have on the cusp of that uh, wide receiver two or three range. Darren Waller is a tight end one simply based on volume. Uh, As far as the Colts go, Jacoby Brissett, he is playing pretty darn good. He can run the ball as well as throw it around. I have him again on that. QB 10 to 13 range, so low quarterback one, high-end quarterback two. Marlon Mack is a running back two. T.Y. Hilton, this is, see, this is where we're starting to get into some interesting territory with the Colts. If Hilton doesn't play, you would think Paris Campbell is kind of the guy that would fill in. He's the same type of receiver, um, but also can do some stuff inside work in the slot. While Paris Campbell could be the guy to really have a big game if um, Hilton is unavailable. The one, the thing to look out for is that it may not be here. Let me pull up the stats real quick. Here we go. It may not be Campbell that ends up having the big game. It could possibly be Deion Kane. It also could be Zach Pascal or Charlie Rogers. Um, right now they're all kind of you know all four of those all four of those guys for me, are more wide receiver fours. 
Um, I think that it could mean more for if Hilton misses, it could mean a little more for Ebron and Doyle. I still have them as mid, mid to high tight end twos, um, both of them. But again, if Hilton plays, he's a wide receiver too. Just just his ability, that's what he can do. Uh, but with the quad injury, he could miss. Paris Campbell bumps up to a boomer bust wide receiver three, in my opinion. Kane, Pascal, Rogers, boomer bust wide receiver fours. More dart throws because you don't know who's actually going to get the work. Uh, moving on, final game in this episode. Uh, the Chargers versus the Dolphins. Rivers I have on that quarterback one slash two I know where they're playing the Dolphins. They're playing an absolute garbage team. So it's possible that Phillip Rivers puts up quarterback one numbers. My hesitancy is that in positive matchups for him, he's done okay, but it's really been all throwing to one guy. It's just been throwing to Keenan Allen with a little bit of work to Williams and hasn't been enough scoring really to put up solid quarterback one numbers that's why for me he's more on the back end of the tight end or the quarterback one even against the Dolphins uh Eckler is going to be a running back one I have Jackson I talked about this in the waiver wire show I have Jackson as a possible running back three with upside simply because if you look at what happened last week Dallas got up to the point where they pulled Zeke they're up by enough they started giving a whole bunch of work to Tony Pollard I think the same thing could happen with the Dolphins where after the Chargers get up enough, which should happen against a crappy Dolphins team. If they get up enough, they may pull Eckler and give Jackson a whole bunch of work. So if you're in a really deep league and you need a deep, deep flex play, Jackson may be your guy right there. So he's he's a guy that I'm looking at. I have him on one team, on a 14-team team, 14-league team team so um jackson i think is a possibility as a running back three with some upside uh keenum obviously is a is a wide receiver one williams i have as a wide receiver two slash three um no tight end to speak of in this game and as for the dolphins rosen is a low-end quarterback two possibly quarterback three i'll have him in like my bottom five quarterbacks for this week and Kenyon drake might put up running back three numbers maybe um I'm not seeing a whole bunch of hope for anyone in terms of fantasy uh, for the Dolphins this year as they continue to suck for Tua or however you want to call it. Um, that's kind of my opinion on that. So that is it for this episode that we've got through all the game or through the first eight games. We will Again, we will cover six of them tomorrow. I don't know if Justin will be on tomorrow. If he is, we will be playing um, pick him and stick him again. And so we'll kind of see, we'll kind of play it by ear for tomorrow night. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. It's been a blast doing this so far this year. Um, looking forward to you know just continuing through the season now that we are almost a quarter of the way through the fantasy season. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. Make sure again hit that subscribe button, leave us a rating or review. My name is Ryan Skulder. This has been the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we will talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thank you for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.